Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that the show could include some grown-up language here or there. <laughs> Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 204. I am your hostess, Brittany Cross, and welcome back to another episode. Y'all, if you want to nerd out on some social media talk, if you are a social media manager, if you want to be a social media manager, or you just like to hear a really good story about an entrepreneur, this is a great episode for you with over, well over 100,000 social media followers. Uh, my guest today, Shannon McKinstry, is a fellow social media professional, and she just sits back and has a relaxed, fun, cool conversation with me about her journey, her business journey, her social media journey, how she got to where she is, and what it took along the way. So I am really excited for you to hear this interview coming up in just a sec, but I gotta tease something. And yes, I'm going to be a fucking tease real quick and tell you that on the next episode, episode 205, I have a little announcement for you. And I know when people say, I have an announcement that's so exciting, usually it's like, is it really all that fucking exciting for me? And you know what? Maybe it won't be for you. I don't know, <laughs> but it's exciting for me. It's exciting for this show, and I'm going to announce it on episode 205, so stay tuned for that. Coming up next is my interview with Shannon McKinstry. Today's guest is a social media strategist for business owners who want to make an impact and get big results through organic and proven social media strategies. She's also the founder of Boutique Social, co-founder of the Social Squad Society, a wife, mom, target junkie, and oat milk latte fanatic. And a fun fact, she used to work at CNN. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, the fantastic Shannon McKinstry. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I've got my I have, right here. You have it right there? Okay. I was wondering. <laughs> always, always, always. I really do love an oat milk latte, but what I found is that now I'm all picky about the kind of oat milk. Like, well, it's now, overboard. and now, you know, now there's all the stuff like sunflower oil is bad for you. I'm like, great. It's like in the, oat, so I've tried them all, <laughs> you know, just, you, you got to, I, I do my best. <laughs> like, right. I sacrifice. I've got to have my favorite creamer. It's just a thing. Something. I mean, it's got to be better than regular, like run of the mill dairy. I feel I mean, like. I hope. Right. I'm like, watch in 10 years. I'm like, oh, milk's terrible for you. Like, oh. <laughs> We're all going to die because we had oat milk 10 years ago. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I love oat milk as well. Um, and that you worked at CNN. How long ago did you work there? Ooh, many ages ago. Um, <laughs> It was when MySpace was a thing. So it was um, 2004. I was there till I think 2007, 2000, late, late 2006. So right after college, I went for, um, I moved down to Atlanta and worked at CNN, uh, which I thought was going to be my dream job. I was like, this is it. Like, this is what I've wanted to do forever. 
And I was like, this is not fun. I mean, it's just hard, you know, it was overnights and it was holidays and getting paid hardly anything. Um, but I love, I've always loved writing. I've loved producing, editing. So I was behind the scenes. I was in the control room. I was in the feed department and it was so much fun, but I mean, it helped me get here. Right. Uh, we all start somewhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I feel like there's such a connection to that world of just, well, I mean, just a world of production. I, I have yes. that, in, I have that in common just as like an actor, but like, not. I didn't never yes. go to Hollywood, but like, you know, I was on sets and stuff. So if you have experience just yeah. witnessing a production of some sort, it really does help you in the social media world. I feel like. I love that. And yeah, I've gotten, um, I've met another content creator, social media manager down here in Raleigh and we've hung out a few times and her background, she's an actress. And we were talking about how that's helped her, you know? So it's like, you know, a lot of people in our field don't necessarily start in marketing and you don't have to. And that's, what's so cool is like, there's so many, again, it's authenticity, it's branding yourself, it's confidence, it's ha- being able to have some fun. Um, you know, you don't have to have this background in media or marketing right. to be a successful content creator or just a business owner who wants to dabble in creating really fun content. Right. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I love that about it too. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so after CNN, <laughs> I, yeah. I see, I've, I've watched your founder story that you, oh, yeah. video that you did, um, yeah. that you shared, which was really smart. I love that. I need to make one of those. Um, yes. but for anybody that hasn't, that's listening, just give us a little background on how you even got started and working in social media. Yeah, it was actually at CNN. So I worked overnights, not the whole time I was there, but while I was on overnights, it was very lonely. And I spent a lot of time on Facebook and MySpace because I'm from the DC area. So all my family and friends were back home. And that's kind of how I kept in touch with everyone. And again, this is when you would write on people's walls on Facebook. <laughs> like this wasn't, there weren't businesses on Facebook. There weren't really businesses on MySpace, obviously, except like artists and things like that. So social media was still very much a, just a social place to get, you know, catch up with friends and family. Uh, and then, you know, I got really into just like the nerd in me, like once Facebook albums were a thing every weekend in Atlanta after the club or whatever me and my girlfriends would go do, I'd be like, all right, we got to get these, you know, upload like a hundred photos. So a Facebook album, like we used to do, um, I still do sometimes, but I would literally spend all this time trying to think of the best photo album cover name. I would try to think of the best captions for every photo. Like literally it like brought me joy, but again, it's the writing the, you know, that part of me that's always loved, um, producing videos, producing, you know, I, that's all I basically did as a kid was walk around with the family camcorder. I took video production in high school. I would like spend like most kids after school were going to do, I don't know, go to the movies. And I would like sit in the edit bays and edit videos of me and my friends, like nerd, uh, which now we can just do from our phone, which would have saved me hours of my life as a teenager. But again, it's like, it kind of let me do that again. And I was like, this is really fun. So fast forward, all of a sudden, all these businesses are on Facebook. And that's around the time I moved home to DC. Cause I just, I started just getting homesick. And um, that's when all of a sudden companies were starting to like show up on social media. And I was like, oh my gosh, this literally mixes everything I'm actually good at. Cause I'm not good at a lot of things. I always joke with people. I'm like, I'm not the smartest person in the room. Uh, in the corporate world, I was like, please, no one just look like, I'll just sit in the back. Like no one call my name. So this is something I felt really confident in. And then at a nine to five, I, you know, I bounced after I left CNN, I had a major, like, what am I doing with my life? Like I thought, uh, 
being a director was going to be what I was going to do for the rest of my life. And I, I just felt really lost. So then took some marketing gigs here and there. And then I just offered the last job I was at um, when I was pregnant with my daughter. I was like, hey, who's managing the Facebook page? They're like, no one, we just have it. And I was like, can I do it? And uh, of course I was obsessed with it and it wasn't even part of my job description, but they eventually added it to my job. <laughs> um, and then long story short, had my daughter and that's where you saw the founder story. And I didn't go back to that job, but that position allowed me, cause since it was a sales marketing position, it did allow me to start dabbling in social media marketing for a business, a company, um, which was in the education space. So it was a lot of fun. It just kind of like all was just long windy road. Um, to where I am now. And right. it's been a journey, but it's been, um, it's been awesome. And then when did it, so how did all the other things in your business come along? Like actually doing the social media management work as your own business, but then you also do like education, right? You have online mm-hmm. Um, education opportunities for people that want to learn? Like, how did all that come? Did it kind of, do you feel like it all kind of organically came about or did you go, I want to have a business. I want to have courses. I want to have, you know, like how did that all happen for anybody out there that's, you know, got ideas and stuff and wants to. No, I don't think anyone would ever listen to me or give a, you know, rats about anything I would have to say. Um, (laughs) What'd you say? So you can speak however you want to speak. Okay, cool. I was like, I never know if I'm allowed to, because I don't really curse on Instagram because I know a lot of people like their kids are watching, <laughs> but then in person, you're like, oh gosh. Um, so, so I'm like, I don't know whose kids are watching. So um, yeah, I, I didn't think, because again, I was always the shy kid. That's why I hid behind the camera and did my thing. Um, but when I started all, I, I just, I had a really rough, uh, birthing experience with my first daughter. And I was like, I cannot go back to work. Like it, I was sick over it. I mean, we were ready to literally drop her off. We had hired, you know, the nanny or not the nanny, but I'd found, found a nanny. Um, and it was like two days before I just had a complete breakdown. And I was like, I just, I can't leave her. And, um, we had no money. And my husband was like, well, oh, we got to figure something out. And I was like, okay, well, um, since I was now in social media and I knew a lot of people in real estate, my mom was in real estate. Um, I had friends in the mortgage industry and I was like, do you guys think like some people would maybe hire me and I could like do their stuff and they're sure, you know, it's like $200 yeah. for Facebook and LinkedIn. Yes. And I thought I was so rich. I was like, oh my gosh. And you know, cause saving money on daycare, it almost even out. Cause my husband was basically like, if you can at least get to like 800, a thousand a month, you know, that'll at least pay for like the groceries, the diapers, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. So I got there in a couple months just by, um, literally Brittany, I would walk into these real estate brokerages with, I didn't even have a laptop back then. I had a cell phone and my husband's laptop, like his government laptop. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I would go in and I would do this dusty presentation on <laughs> like OG Canva, like back when Canva, Canva first came out. Um, or maybe it was PowerPoint back then. And anyway, it doesn't matter. It was ugly. And I would go in and I would talk to these realtors about the power of Facebook and LinkedIn and branding. And cause I already knew all this stuff, right? I already knew it. I just, I knew that they didn't know it, especially real estate agents in 2013, 2014. And yeah, I would just do my little presentation and I would leave with three clients. And I was like, oh my gosh, these three people are going to pay me $200 a month to like post on their Facebook and LinkedIn. I only did Facebook, LinkedIn back then. Um, and it was awesome. And then I did it again, did it again. A title company got wind of it. 
And then they hired me to come in and do presentations and they would start paying me 2000 a month to do their social. And I thought okay. I was going to pass out. I was like, this is <laughs> insane. They were like, you need to be charging more. Number one, like they literally, put me, they were the nicest people. And they still, I still go there every uh, six months or so and do a presentation for their people. They're in Washington, DC called smart settlements. They're amazing. Uh, but yeah, I got, I basically took over their Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and just blew them up. And, um, after about a year, they brought it back in house, but then the deal was like, can you just come in and teach our people every few months? And then again, I would leave a client. So if you want to get started in this, I can't stress just like going to local places. Cause you're just like this little carrot they dangle to get people in their door, right? Like the title companies, they need real estate, real estate agents to use them as a title company. How do they get the people in? They do seminars and stuff for free to get them in the door, get them on their email list, right? That's the way that they do their funnel. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and it helped me start speaking in public, which was terrifying. Um, <laughs> and now it's my favorite thing to do. And then that organically led to more social media management opportunities, but then I couldn't do any more social media management. I was doing theirs full time and four other realtors. And I was like, I'm dying over here. Then I started coaching and then I started doing courses. So again, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I didn't have a coach. Sure. I didn't have a coach or anything until, oh my gosh, I don't even know, 2018. Yeah. I hadn't invested anything, Brittany, like not even a website. I'm t- that's why I tell everyone, especially, I mean, obviously our industry is a little bit different, but like the social media world, like I think we think so outward because we can help everyone in the world. But I'm like, your local community needs you really badly. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, that's a long way of saying it all just kept going. And I was right. like, what, what's happening? It was, right. wild. it was also that time where all of a sudden everyone was like, oh my gosh, I need social media. And they did it. They pushed it off like, oh, it's a fad. And then they realized it was not. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and it sounds like you, it, it does sound like it like made sense because you're like doing your business where you're doing, like you're saying all of those accounts. And then right, right. you, if you can do like coaching, consulting classes, all these other kinds of things that like diver- diversifies it. Right. But also like kind of get more bang for your buck as far as like your energy and stuff like that. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, and the- again, because I was managing, it was so much easier to coach. Cause I'm like, well, I see what's working for these guys. Let's see how we can do it for you. But obviously no account is the same, blah, blah, blah. But, sure. um, it made it so that I could easily start scaling my business. And I was like, holy crap, like I'm actually making money. And, you know, I didn't go into this thinking I was going to make money. It was literally so we could pay grocery bills and diaper bills and part of the rent. Um, and now my business is like, yeah, like a full it's, it's just crazy. Like social yeah. media is just so dope. Like it's just, it's it really cool. is. I always say, if you hate social media, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you're doing it wrong. And I always yeah, I just because say, you can customize it to what, right? To what you like, you can curate your feed, you can customize exactly. your experience, you can control how much you do it or not. Like you can do all those things, and when you do it, and then you meet really cool people, that's the coolest right. part, right? Oh my then gosh, it's such a beautiful part of life. I love that you said that because yeah, I'm always like, well, if you don't like social, then you don't like people, and that's fine if you don't like people, but like, it just says you don't want to connect with humans and you don't want to make an impact is what it's, you know, like, but like right. you said, you're doing it wrong. Like it, it's almost like, um, like I know you you love to like do your treadmill and stuff. Right. So like, I always tell people, I'm like, 
I mean, the fitness coaches I work with and then I coach, I'm like, I know for me, it took me years to figure out what kind of workout I liked. Right. Right. And we don't all have to do the same workouts. Just like we don't all have to do the same, um, watch the same shows. We all, you don't have to do the same type of content. Right. People. Um, Right. So that's why they're doing wrong. They're just trying to do what someone else is doing and you can still see what other people are doing, but like bring it on home to your own brand. Right. Um, I like what I like about you that, um, is cool because it's more real and I relate to it probably mm-hmm. because we're in the same kind of work is right. that, is that when you are talking about social media on social media, um, you aren't, um, it's not like you're trying to, what do you call it? Whenever you are just trying to get attention, um, what do they call it? Uh, clickbait and things like that. Oh yeah. Like, and, and the information you're delivering is based upon someone that actually has worked in the industry. It's truly a professional that's been around for a while. And I relate to that. I'm the same. So, and that's not what you always see from the quote unquote experts on social media. So to me, that's, you know, and I think that that's probably why you probably would agree. A lot of people, your content will resonate with people or they'll, they'll feel kind of more warm and fuzzy about you because you can, they can just tell like, okay, she's being real. She's not telling me do all these flashy, crazy things and magical things are going to happen. Like you're being real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and you are too. I feel like you're very honest and transparent and you have fun, right? You can tell you're having fun. And I tell everyone the more fun you have, the faster you're going to grow. Yeah. Like it's, if you're forcing it, we're going to feel it. But yeah, I think, you know, unfortunately a lot of the experts out there too, like they might've had some magic strike that like sometimes magic just strikes. Sure. And just because that worked for you, that's not going to work for me. And um, I mean, there's right. a lot of people that have grown up way more faster than I have. And again, there's other things going on in the background sometimes that we don't know or we can't control. Um, it's funny. I even did it. I think I talked about it on stories the other day. Like even when I repurpose a reel that's gone viral, it might not go viral the second time. Right. Sometimes things just strike when the fire's hot. Like maybe it's, I don't know. Uh, right. most of the time I can tell, especially with my clients, I'm like this one's going to do better than this one. We all have different goals with our content. Um, but yeah, that's why it's like, just test things out, have some fun. It right. should, it really should be the fun part. I know it's, it is work. Let's be honest. But like, even my husband's like, gosh, um, you should like take a break. But I'm like, but I love it. It's my outlet. Like yeah. for me, creating content is my outlet. If it's not right. your outlet, then, you know, reach out to people like us, like right. you, uh, yeah. yeah, for some people it is more, it does feel like a chore and they hate it and that's fine, but that's why we're here. Right. Right. True. Um, yeah. so you mentioned growth. So talk to me about your growth on Instagram because you have a high amount of followers and it's not, I mean, I, I it's not easy to do that in my opinion. So right. what, no, what do you contribute your, cause you have well over a hundred thousand followers now. What, when you look back on that, um, yeah. What, what do you, what do you think contributed to that? Where, was there like a turning point where you got more momentum? What the yeah. heck is going on there? Cause there's going to be so many people listening you know, that I want so, to know a real answer. You know? Yeah. It's like, I so wish I could pinpoint it. I, I really do. Cause I'm like, all of a sudden it just started going crazy. Um, and I will say, I, I do, I do want to stress though, the importance of obviously an engaged community, right? Like I also think Brittany, one of the main things was like, I grew very slow for years. Yeah. Like I didn't reach 10 K followers until 2020. No, 
I lied. Yes. It was right during the pandem- pandemic. I reached 10 K followers. Um, <laughs> I had been on Instagram since 2016. Yeah. I think 2016 is when I actually started my account. Now I didn't start showing up actually consistently until late 2018, early 2019 was when I finally was like, why am I doing this for all my clients and not doing it for myself? Yeah. I was just, I had no strategy. I would just like share things. I would do what most of us do. Just share. You have an idea, throw it up there, disappear. But I was always very consistent on stories. And that's how I got clients for years on Instagram. I barely posted, but I was always up in stories. I like stories. And that's how people would, um, that's how I used Instagram to convert, but I wasn't really looking at it to grow because I, and I honestly, I still had, you know, my daughter at home, blah, blah, blah. So then finally I was like, wait, I started blowing up that one account. And I was like, okay, now I, now I know what I did with them. I'm going to do the same thing. But again, I didn't get to 10 K until several years. And then reels came out and reels, I think because of obviously it helps that I have background in editing and things like that. And kind of knowing the timing of things, which is something I love to teach people. Cause I'm like, a lot of it is just like your reel was too long or, you know, the hook wasn't grabby enough. And that comes from, I think media background and things like that too. Um, but I think that's, what's helped me a lot is just, I stick to basically the same script. I just, I know what my people like, I know what resonates with them. And, but again, I've got to know my people for like, yeah, like four years. Right. So I know them and I didn't, um, and even if you go back to my old posts and they're also up there and they're terrible, ugly Canva graphics and like the, the stupid filters and same, it's pretty fast. I left them up. Cause I'm like, Hey, let's leave them up. It's, it's fun to go back. I say the same stuff. Like if you scroll way back, it's like relatability relevance. Yep. Um, it's the same thing. So I've just done the same dang thing. And I tell everyone I've, I've used the same strategy technically all these years, just, um, making my Instagram page somewhere where people feel like they belong they feel heard and they feel seen, but also that pushes them a little bit out of their comfort zone because it is work. You got to do, you got to do it. Um, reels just really took me to a whole crazy level that I never could have imagined, but that doesn't mean you have to create reels. I see people killing it with their carousels, but I think my voice is stronger on video. Yeah. You just kind of find what works for you. This episode is sponsored by Fun Love Media. Fun Love Media is a boutique social media and podcasting agency owned by yours truly. We help mission-driven brands across the country stand out and make a positive impact on the world through social media, podcasting, and beyond. Whether you're local to Houston and want to schedule a content shoot to create videos and images for your social media accounts, or you're in any other part of the U.S. and want a new logo and brand design, or even want to launch your own podcast, we can help. With our done-for-you content creation, we cultivate a fun and exciting online space so your brand can make the positive impact on the world that it's meant to. Let's be honest, we're a group of creative people with a soft spot for our fellow world changers. If you're ready to tell your story, make a difference, and have fun doing it, you have found your content creation team in Fun Love Media. Head to funlovemedia.com or email me directly at Brittany at funlovemedia.com to get started today. That's B-R-I-T-N-E-Y at funlovemedia.com. I had several go viral, um, but I do, I really do think it's because I've spent years market research, market research, market research, and just knowing my people, but I don't right. want people to think it's going to take them four years. It, but right. 
right? But it might, but it might yeah. It might. And that's okay. Um, that's fine. Right. Well, what about um something I like to ask only, and I've only been able to ask this to a few key people because not enough people do this right. <laughs> but what your what what would you say about your messaging? Because you say you've you've used kind of the same strategy in general yeah. for yeah. all this time. And um, I know a few other people similar to that that have had lots of growth and lots of um, you know, success, if you will, mm-hmm. on so- on social media because they are driving that message home every freaking time they're posting anything and super focused and all that. And I mean, yeah, everyone, you have, somebody has a birthday every once in a while or something. Cool. Fine. But like, otherwise it's like, I am focused as hell and I am delivering my message and I'm in, you know, but I think people are like, Oh, I should totally change things up and reinvent the wheel because surely this isn't, I shouldn't be repeating myself, but like you should, but can you speak on like repetition and social media and just how you look at that and then how you kind of keep coming up with different ways to say the same thing essentially. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yes. Okay. So let's say the way I like to do it. And again, everyone does it differently. Like I am not the wizard, right? We all have different things. I just want to get that very clear. <laughs> um, I always tell with everything I'm like with social media at this point, I'm like, two things can always be true, <laughs> but it's actually but true. I, yeah. <laughs> yes. But what I do <laughs> is okay. Let's say I know my people are worn out. They're burnt out. I mean, we're all just trying our best. So I like to do, okay. So I know that about them. Right. And I know that what they struggle with is what kind of content is going to get seen. So if I take that one idea, what are three ideas I can come up with it? And the way I break it down to three is one is empathy, excuse me. One is a tip of some sort. And the third is what's something funny, relatable from it. So if it's content, like, let's say it's coming up with content ideas, like maybe educational would be like, here's a cool place to get inspired or like, I love to tell people like go into the comments section of their competitors and see what people are talking about. Right. Like, right. There's one idea. So that's the educational piece. Um, anything that solves a problem, essentially the other one would be the empathy, which would be like, um, something kind of, again, I put myself in their shoes where it's like kind of reassuring to them, which normally for me is like, it's okay. If you have nothing to post today, like take a breath put the phone down, come back tomorrow. Right. So that would be kind of more of that, like making them breathe a sigh of relief. And then the third would be the funny relatable, which is the shtick I love doing, which is like poking fun at like creating real and getting five likes, right. Where (laughs) I usually use the trending audio. So that's kind of what I do. So I repeat the same message over and over again, um, telling them it's going to be okay, giving them a tip to help them. And then also poking fun at it. So good is what I usually do with all my things. So like, I mean, and one of my, what I do with a lot of clients, like we'll pull up a Google sheet and we'll just, I'll be like, brain dump, go. What's every hot take you have? What's every opinion you have? What's every thing you hate to hear in your industry? And then we just take all that. And like I said, we just do one, two, three. What's something empathetic we could say to this? What's a tip we could say to this? And what's something that we could poke fun at and make people go, ah, you got me, ah called out, you know, right. Right. We love to be called out. That's so good though, too, to have those three in your mind and have that kind of rotation of it. And that's it every week. It makes it feel like, okay, it's fresh, but you're still talking about the same thing, but it is fresh. You've got a different kind of like take on it each time. I, I just like, do you, do you see, you agree to, do you hear that from people? Like people really want to change things really often, really like a lot. Double down on what's working. Double down. And you know what I think it is too. I think a couple of years ago, we felt like we had to 
switch it up, keep it fresh. And that probably was like what a lot of us were even saying, maybe like, Oh, switch it up. But now we're all so tapped out in that capacity that like, that's why marketing is in a whole new era. It's like, no, please repeat yourself. Like, um, you know, the rule of seven in marketing. I'm like, that was from a hundred billion years ago. It's probably like 27 now or something. Literally. Yeah. I'm like, but luck. And I know that makes people go, Oh my God. I'm like, well, (laughs) if you share five plus stories a day, there's five, you know, I'm like, you sure, get, yeah, you it adds time. up, it adds up fast, but like, we have to say it over and over again. Cause, and obviously we're following more people. Now we're on threads and on <laughs> Twitter's <laughs> changing their name. I'm like, it's just, it's a lot, right? So it's like always changing, always changing. So just keep saying the same stuff in different ways. Um, and it was actually funny. Uh, someone I know put a really funny reel up, uh, or like one of those funny memes, and I was like, this is perfect for your industry. You should take it, flip it on its head and do it to this audio. And she was like, oh my gosh. I was like, yeah, you don't have to say the same thing. If there's something that resonates with you that you love and you shared in stories and people were like eating it up, how can you say it in your own words? Like right. nothing's new. I'm not saying copy someone. Absolutely not. But there's things you can take from your own experience and perspective and make right. it fresh. But right. you already know that's a good content idea because you shared it. Like if you shared it, it's good. Yeah, probably. So it, right, true. You wouldn't have shared it if it sucked. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. So like, how can you, even if it's like about another industry, like how they word it, what's the framework? Like just get in there and start studying why you were so attracted to that piece of content. Like, why right. did you share it? Why did it anger you? Why did it excite you? Why did it make you laugh? Um, I think if everyone would just take some time to just learn how to write good copy, they'd be a lot further off. Yeah. And that's, I, I hate saying that, but like, but yeah. It's like anything in life. You got to work. You got to work. Right. Well, and, and that, that actually relates to what I was going to ask you next is like your opinion on just like the industry of social media in general of, of where we are now, because, well, as you mentioned before, like, like businesses weren't really, um, taking it seriously. And I think that a lot of people still don't, and not only take it serious because it all has to be so serious and robotic, but you know what I mean? understanding that it's a substantial, important thing in our world, um, especially in business. And how do you feel like the progress that we've made with that? Mm -hmm. Do you, do you still interact with people? I would guess you might, I I know I do that still don't understand the value of it. And I try to educate, but you know, some people just don't feel ready yet. It's very interesting, right? It's like this, you and I have like witnessed Mm -hmm. the changes. It's kind of cool. We've been here watching. Um, Yeah. And you know what? I was actually talking to a group of social media managers recently. And I was like, if I have to explain to someone the importance of social media, I just won't anymore. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm like, I don't need to defend what I do. I don't need to impress people. Like if you get it, the girls who get it, get it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You don't, don't. Hey, like, again, I love, I, I am obsessed with advertising. I'm obsessed with marketing. Like everywhere I look, I'm studying copy and billboard. Like I nerd out about it. If you hate it, there's people that can help you. Um, but it's not going anywhere. Like it's it's here. It's here to stay. So sure. get on board or don't. Um, but of course, there's plenty of companies out there that are bare that aren't on social media and they're killing it. Right. So you don't have to be. Um, but if you want to build a community, like then you should you should get on there. And right. it's really fun to watch like what brands are doing right now, especially the big brands. Like yeah. I tell people, I'm like, go look at Taco Bell and go look at um, yeah. American 
eagle. And it's like, it just, it, nothing's overly curated. It's right. all like, it's nothing fancy. It's very simple. So take that as an advantage. And, you know, I think years ago, I mean, I even <laughs> taught in my membership, like four years ago, the one I have with my business partner, Emily, we taught like how to shoot a flat lay. Remember flat lays? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, that was an actual training. And I'm like, oh my gosh, embarrassing. But like, <laughs> then flat lays were the jam. They were just, you know, an overhead shot of your computer and your coffee. And it was like super, super cute. And now it's like, no, we want to see the spilled coffee. We want to see, um, right. you know, so it's just interesting. So I tell people all the time, if you've been shying away from it, because you think you need really, you need to be really good at foot, or you need to spend a lot of money on photos, or you need this picture perfect kitchen or whatever it is. It's like, no, 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 no. You've this, this is your time to shine because we want, yeah. So like, even if you look at the big accounts, you'll be like, oh my gosh, it looks like my neighbor shot this. Right. It's like, it doesn't, it's nothing fancy. No, it's not. It's so true. I was thinking the same thing about Sonic the other day. I was looking at it for a friend of mine that uh-huh. um, has a ton of Instagram followers. And so I've been trying to talk to some brands for him and I at Sonic and I was like, holy crap. Like my nine-year-old could do your social media. Like, I mean, no, no, and no disrespect, but it just proves no. like, I get what you're saying. Fancy. Yes. Yeah. It's like, no, it's no, my daughter shoots real. I mean, she saves because she doesn't have social media because she's nine. Yeah. Um, we're not anywhere close to that. I'm like, no, same. No, for another day, but she saves reels and like saves into my, if she screen records, um, saves, I'm like, you could teach a class and she's done some of the reels audios and she nails the humor of it. And I'm like, that's scary. So yeah, like it doesn't, it, yeah, it's, I love that you said that though. Cause again, it's not that we're saying like, give your social media to your cousin's kid because they, <laughs> but like, it's not that hard. Just like right. learn how to use it. And, right. um, all right. we want is authenticity. I know that word has been around for way too long and it's so boring, but like, it's true. That's it. If they can say, I feel like I know you, you've done your job. And here, same with like, yes. if you're a hair salon, I want to know what it feels like to walk in before I walk in. Right. Right. So like show the behind the scenes. And I, I know I've been talking behind the scenes since I've been blown in the face for years. I'm like, that's what we want at the end of the day. Like, what's it going to look like to work with you? Right. Yeah. Well, and that's a good way um, that, that businesses can, you're, you're selling without selling. So you're not like posting something like my green digits are on sale today. They're 15% off, but you show what it's like to work with you or what, or, you know, what it's like behind the scenes or what goes into making your hats or whatever you'll, you're still, you're selling, but you're not being salesy. So, I mean, and it's interesting too. How fun is that to watch like behind the scenes of of anything, right? Like remember like when you would get the DVD back in the day. And then like, you could get the version that had the extended features. And we always wanted to watch behind the scenes. (laughs) I love that. Oh my gosh. That should be a post. You (laughs) make that a post who remembers seriously. And I think, you know, with nostalgia blowing up, I mean, nostalgia marketing has always been a big deal, but like with it right now, we're all just wanting a simpler time. Um, even though I, you know, I love this era we're in because I wouldn't have a business without it, but like, right. (laughs) right? Like, I don't want to go backwards. No, thank you. I'd be like in a phone book, just (laughs) (laughs) someone wants to talk to me. Um, but like, yeah, think about what it felt like to open that blockbuster. You know what I mean? Like 
when we're watching these unboxings and hey, oh, there's this, actually this really cool boutique that I saw on TikTok. And I was like, this is so genius. Every boutique needs to do this. Where it's like, hey, we're going to box up this thing for a customer in Alabama. And they're like, um, and they're packing it up and they're like putting it in at once they ship it out. They're like, thanks, Amanda. And I'm like, freaking genius. So genius. I want a video shouting out and like seeing what it looked like for them to pack it. Like, I mean, obviously that won't work for big box companies, but um, sure. I don't know. Genius. That's really, that's special. Yeah. Cause then it's Amanda so or whomever can go mm-hmm. and literally see that. That's amazing. Yep. And I was like, that's so smart. Like, yeah. and a lot of the content out there too, it's like for you and I, it's like, oh, what's your, what's, you know, <clears throat> what's Brittany's favorite mic for a podcast? What's Shannon's favorite ring light for, you know, it's like, they want to know right. what we're using. Right. And it's still crazy. And I, I can't tell you how many times like someone's like, what tripod do you use? And I'll just put it on stories. I'm like, this is the tripod. And then I get tagged in theirs. And like, it's just creating this fun little community of helping each other out. Right. And like, that's what social media yeah. is at the end of the day. It's like helping others, feeling seen, having some fun. It should, it's, I hate saying it's not that deep, but it really isn't that deep. You don't have to be that deep all the time. No, yeah. You got to learn, you got to learn it, but that right. doesn't mean it has to be that deep. Like it's like card games. Like you got to learn how to play the card game, but it's like, you don't have to toss. But it's still fun. Away. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you said the word community several times. Um, yeah. and I want to ask you about that before we wrap up, because it's, you know, it's important. I know it's important, but there, yeah. there, I think that there's still some confusion out there about like, what the hell does she mean? Build a community on social media. Can you just like give a basic look at that for somebody so they can understand literally what that even means. Yeah. And I think it was Sue Zimmerman years ago. I heard her say it's like a village and like pictured at like your neighborhood. Right. Um, if you're walking by with your dog, you're probably not going to put your head down unless, you know, sometimes you might want to, but like some some of you might, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) like, you know, say hello, like to me, it's just being social, which is what social media is. And again, like, um, Mr. Rogers neighborhood, let's say like, they're all friends. They all know each other. Like you want to know most of the, obviously as you grow, it's hard to know everybody. You're not going to, but when someone writes you a nice comment and says, oh my gosh, like that was such that say, thanks, Sarah, like call them by their name. And it's just this feeling of being seen. We all want to join a community. Like I always say, like a church is a community. You walk into church, you might not know anybody, but you feel a part of the community. Right. So same thing. Like, even if there's people that follow me that are private and I don't know them, they feel a part of my community because I make them feel seen, heard, et cetera. But like, I will make sure to message them back. I'll make sure to talk to them. You know, obviously we can't get to every comment and DM all the time, but you know, we just make them feel a part of something special. And like, again, if you can make people feel like they're a part of something and that they belong, like that's all we want as humans And that doesn't mean use manipulative tactics to do it. It just means like, but again, like, I feel like if I saw you in the street, I'd be like, Brittany, like, hey, blah, blah, blah. Right. We like, we have same taste in music. Right. So if you feel like, you know, someone or if your people feel like they know you, you've done your job. Right. And like, bravo. Even if you have 500 followers, if people are like, oh my gosh. And I can't even tell you the realtors that I worked with back in DC a lot. Like they would, yeah. People would come up to them and be like, oh my gosh give them a hug. And they'd be like, Oh wait, I've never met you. And I'm like, that means you're killing That's it. what you want. Yes. yes. And I'm like, they didn't have 10,000 followers. They had maybe 2000 at the time. And I'm like, that's dope. Like that's, yeah. that's the raddest thing ever. And that means 
you're going to keep going because I know. And of course, you know, there's the famous meme accounts. Like we don't know who's behind that, but that's different than most of our people. Right. So if you are a business, a personal brand, like that's what you need to be doing. You need to be making people feel, you need to make people feel connected to you. You know, we don't have to agree on all the same things. Like maybe people don't like oat milk, right? Like (laughs) I get some people saying something. I mean, I don't know what's wrong with those people, but yes, some people don't like, well, (laughs) sorry, try to help you. You know, like we can still coexist again. Think of, um, schools, churches, like anything else that is, gives that sense of community. You want to give that somehow through the screen and you can, you can, you totally can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay. Before I let you go, what, what would you, I'm going to put you on the spot. We didn't plan this, but like, what would you say to, I'm sure you get asked this a lot, um, to somebody that's a business owner specifically that knows that their business needs to be more active on social media. Maybe they're not at all, or they like, haven't posted in like seven months. (laughs) Uh, what would you say to that person? That's like, I want to do this. I understand, but like, I'm kind of overwhelmed on getting started. I think, well, again, if their goal is to grow, which is most people, um, I think one of the most powerful things you can do, like we said, behind the scenes, like get back to basics is usually what I tell people like, um, tell client stories, talk about what you're up to today. I even have clients where I'm like, what'd you do today? I'm like, that's your post. Talk about what you did today. What's in your camera roll? What is something you can share? That's something really cool. Did you invest in something today for your own business? Did you help someone today? What is that? I think more and more, we want that OG feel of social media. And with threads, I've seen it a lot. People are like, this is what social media is supposed to feel like. And I know people are already seeing and dropping engagement over there and all that stuff, but you know, we all think there's hype and then there's not as much hype. But I, again, it's like, get back to basics, share what you're up to share your core values. I, that's what I would do. Like the first thing I would do, if you're like, what do I post? I don't know what to say. I don't know what to share. I'm like, you've actually got a lot to say and a lot to share. Right. Um, so I would start with, yeah, what's a hot take in your industry or just what did you do today? And what, what can you, what story can you tell? If you can tell a story, you got somebody, at least you'll get someone to listen. Um, and I always like to say that Instagram is a storytelling app and that it always has been. And that's one thing that has not changed since the beginning. Right. So yeah, tell a story, just tell a story. And the cool thing is images still work. Obviously reels are great for more reach. Carousel posts are great too. Um, but you know, if you're not, you're not sure how to do it like graphics or reels yet, just it's okay to start small with just some photos and, um, right. But I think the most powerful thing you can do is just tell a quick story, why you started, how you helped someone. Right. Simple, simple. Yeah. Yeah. Simple. It doesn't have to be super fancy, especially at first. It's like, come on, you know, it's, 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 I feel like it's much more impressive when someone can actually be consistent and sustain a presence than if it's like they come in balls to the wall with super fancy graphics and video professional, you know, all this stuff. And, but then maybe like that kind of dies away because that's not easy to do, but like when somebody actually shows up and it's, you know, clean looking content, but nothing fancy, but they can sustain it. It can keep going. Yes. (laughs) That's what it's about. And the other thing too, like looking at, I love to like, say there's someone you go to their account a lot. Why study it? Uh, Like literally, and again, you're not copying anyone because you're you. 
Oh yeah. Um, but just what is it? What was it about them that grabbed you? And you know, it's, I love, you said something earlier. I, I meant to say, um, shoot, you said something about comfort or something, but like, it was interesting. There's this one influencer on TikTok that I'm obsessed with. And I watch every single video of hers and they're long. Um, and someone commented on her, one of her recent TikToks and said, this account is my comfort. I can't explain it. Aww. And I was like, that's it. I was like, that is what you, who be someone's comfort. Now, of course, some people that's not their brand. Maybe they're the bulldog, right? Maybe they're just really, what are you, how do you want people to feel? Right. Right. And I think you and I, when people land on our pages, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but we want people to feel excited to be here. Why to have fun? Why to, you know, meet people that are genuine and here to help others. But that's it. Like it, what do you want someone to write on your thing? This account is my blank yeah. Fill in the blank and create content that makes them feel that way. Like that's it. And I know for a fact, cause she did a, another TikTok recently saying that the reason she started her TikTok was to help other moms at home feel, take some time for themselves, blah, 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 blah. And she's doing it you know, so go back to how do you want people to feel? Cause if you're on here just to sell stuff, I mean, yeah, we got to make money. Hello. Like, but how do you want them to feel? Do you want them to feel inspired? You know, do you want them just to laugh their butt off every day? We, I think you and I, we both do a mix. Right. And that's, that's fine too. But like overall, there is an overall, do you want to be the breath of fresh air in your space? Do you want to be the relief in your space? What is it? And that's it. And then the content will just flow a lot easier. And we're all going to have ruts Then just repurpose what did well. Just do yep. it again. Yeah. Right. I love that. Yeah. Such good advice. Thank you so much, Shannon. Okay. Before we go, we're going to put one in the show notes, of course, but please say it out loud. How can people find you on social and on the internets? <laughs> on the internets, the interwebs. Um, I'm on Instagram all the live long day, pretty much. Um, most of the time. And I'm also active on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. I'm a major LinkedIn nerd and TikTok is, a, I like to be there too. Um, but Instagram is where I spend most of my time. Um, and then of course my website is just shannonmckinstry.com, but all my handles everywhere are at shannonmckinstry. Okay. Got it. And we'll link all that down below for everybody listening. Thank you so much for doing this. I mean, this is so cool to actually get a talk. I know. It's so fun to finally talk face to face. I feel like I've known you forever. So this was awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to BrittanyCrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Clubhouse. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.